Welcome to Namecast. I like the pause. You're like William Shatner. Yeah. It's it's good. I like I like William Shatner. You see, the thing about William Shatner is he comes up with his own concept of the comma. The comma. You yeah, know, there's he does. the Oxford comma, there's the walk-in comma, and then there's the Shatner comma, <laughs> Shatner which comma. is every single word. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Namecast. It's the first episode of season five, Kev. It is. And that means exciting. we're on all the things. We're on the iTunes. Yeah. We're on the Google Plays. Yes. We're still on the YouTubes, absolutely, but yeah, so we're changing it up, switching it all around. YouTube now, should look sweet, too. YouTube should look sweet. We're trying to make a visualizer. Well, you're seeing it right now. Yeah. Anyway, we are playing this week Space Plan. Ooh. Cool game made by one dude, pretty much. Yeah. Very excited to get into it, talk about it, you know, mm-hmm. get into all the stuff. Definitely. Now, to start things off, Kev, we got we to gotta get into it. But I figured it's a new season, and this is a great jumping off point, or jumping in point, the reverse of what I said. (laughs) Jumping in point, a diving point, a uh, a beginning point where things begin. And what better to talk about than who are we, so people can get a little idea for when we're talking about a game, like where we're coming from. So, you know, who are you, man? Who we are. Yeah, exactly. Deep, deep emotional people. Deep, deep in our balls. Souls. We're (laughs) disgusting. You got to know this. Yeah, okay. So what do we got, Kev? Um, so me, myself, I am a mid-twenties computer science graduate who's mm-hmm. working as a game designer. Mm. Um, working on mobile games. games All the for tappity the taps. Phones. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, okay. I like playing video games. Uh-huh. Doing YouTube stuffs. Uh, well, let's talk about the type of video games I like playing. Yeah, what do you like? Well, Dark Souls is my favorite game. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like... Yeah, I find like a lot of the games I like are really mechanics focused. So like Downwell is the one that like I pick up pretty frequently just to goof around in. Also a devolver game. I just realized yeah. that. Yeah, the <laughs> other day, but yeah. Um Yeah, a bunch of other stuff that I'm totally blanking on. I don't know what games I play. Fair enough, man. It's yeah. tough. It's tough to know all the games. You're a big fan of Smash Bros. Smash Bros, Halo, Rocket League. Yeah. Those yeah. games are all mechanics. Things focus, I've, I've enjoyed being heavily. competitive in to some degree. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You uh you were still a competitive Smash Bros player. Yeah, sort of. Haven't played sorta, in a while. Sort of, kind of. Yeah, the scene's not... dying here. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, that's tiny that's... little scene. Tiny little scene goes away. Yeah. What about you? What's a Nathan? What's a Nathan? I'm a Nathan, and uh, I have trouble reading my own. I'm gonna say writing, but it's not writing because I didn't really write it. It's typed. <laughs> reading my own typing. Uh, no. So I am a chemistry student. I actually, graduate uh, tomorrow as we're wow. recording this. So, oh boy, finally. Uh, yeah, mid-20s as well. Uh, hoping to be a game producer someday, but, you know, whatever. We'll see what happens. Trying to work my way there. Uh, I do develop games on the side sometimes for jams. I've been laxing on that a bit, but trying to get more focus on it. Um, so, w- what I like in games, my favorite game is also Dark Souls, but my favorite things are stories. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the video game medium is so fantastic for getting someone immersed in stories, and I think we're so new in this medium that I don't know if we're there yet. And there's yeah. so many there's so many things, you know what I mean? Like in, in a movie, you have you can just show a specific scene to an illicit emotion from the individual, but mm. you have something like Journey, right? Where that's elicits emotion and you're in entire control of the experience for yeah. the most part. So like it's it's finding that balance of the player having control and yet letting them have a cool 
experience. That's what I try and do in my, my own games that I make, uh, but I'm very limited in my knowledge and stuff. But I'm trying to figure it out, trying to get there. And mm-hmm. I also rock climb and bike and do all that crap. And we play dodgeball together. Yeah, we do that so that's too. something we talk about on occasion. So, so is this how we prove that Dark Souls is the perfect game? Because me, the mechanic-loving... Yep asshole and you the narrative loving asshole both love dark souls assholes love dark souls yeah i mean that's 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 the conclusion conclusion. we can come down to yeah (laughs) yeah no no i mean the good thing about dark souls you know we're gonna probably not talk about it much in this podcast or at least today but the great thing about it it has the mechanics Mm -hmm. that someone like you's interested in and then it has a super deep lore that you may not even realize the first time going through so much to that world exactly exactly which is what makes it such an interesting game for two people like us and it just it works out Perfectly, Kev. Yeah. Now, I figure we might as well get into some topics, some things. Some or topics. do you want to talk about the games we've been playing? Oh uh, yeah, let's let's have a little okay. update on the games Out- outside of the game of the week. Yeah, we should also note that nice. next week's game of the week is going to be Inside yeah. by Playdead Studios. So it's the same guys that made uh, Limbo. Yep, we did that as like a pre thing a couple weeks back. Yep. So you know, if you want to pick it up, play it. Awesome. If you don't, that's fine too. Yeah, just figured I'd let you listen guys know. along. Yeah, listen along. Play along. Whatever it is, uh, yeah, it's it's like That's Oprah's tough. book club. Yeah, yeah, but video games. Yeah, That's pretty yeah, sweet. and more Oprah. <laughs> uh, so what you been playing, man? Uh, I've played a little bit more Persona. Mm. It's it's a yep. super long game, so like I feel like I've gone from one percent completed to two percent completed. I doubt you've gone that far. <laughs> uh, it's a hundred hours, so pretty much every hour you spend is one percent. Is it only a hundred hours? I thought yeah. it was longer than that for some reason. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I've heard ninety-five to one hundred five is okay is the range. Yeah. So, yeah, I've played a little bit more. Actually, I guess we're going to go straight on hours. I've gone from 4% to 5% completed. Ah, ah yeah. it's only an extra hour. Yeah. yeah. Um, But I'm starting to get a little bit more freedom in the game. And okay. I've fleshed out party now. And, yeah, it's pretty pretty awesome. I'm enjoying it a lot. I'm really excited to get back to it. It's just been a busy week for me, so I've been unable to play it despite wanting to so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fair enough. Uh, what I've been playing a lot of is I'm still playing more Chroma Squad. Now, if you didn't hear me talk about it last episode, it's like Power Chroma Rangers. Squad? Yes. It sounded like you said Korma Squad. Korma Squad. <laughs> That'd be a fantastic game. What's a Korma? <laughs> type of curry. <laughs> <laughs> you just make curry and you, know, you try and make it really spicy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's Chroma Squad. Basically, you control the Power Rangers set, mm-hmm. and it's awesome. So I'm just entering season five right now. But another game I picked up as well is Cluster Truck. And oh Cluster boy, truck. howdy, it's a game and a half. Yeah. Now, talk about taking something and just running with it. Now, this almost flies in the face of my love for story, but like... I don't know, man. If you guys have ever opened up a game engine and you open up the first person template, chances are you're probably going to make something similar to Cluster Truck your first couple times just when you're fucking around. and Just running and jumping. Exactly. Especially when you realize you can really ramp up the speed and jump values. Yeah. That's it. You pretty much get a very base example of Cluster Truck. So what Cluster Truck is, is it's kind of like that CSGO mod that was popular a while back. You know what I'm talking about? The one that, uh, what's that guy? I don't know the name of it, but I know what Leafy you're talking about. Leafy is here would play all the time in his videos. Ah, fucking Leafy. Anyway. Yeah, we're not getting into the YouTube dramas, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, so it's kind of like that, whereas there's all these trucks, just like these big transfer trucks that are just driving down this path, and you're just kind of running and jumping. And whenever you're colliding with it, you can you can jump off. Mm-hmm. So you can jump off the side of a truck. You can kind of do like a Jean-Claude Van Damme in between two trucks. I mean, you may not be doing the splits. Who knows? But <laughs> uh, And then you get you get cool power-ups and things like that. But it just it really runs with the mechanics of the game because it's ridiculous. It's foolish, and it has ridiculous and foolish music, and it's just... So over the fucking top. There's trucks exploding. You're jumping up over top of stuff. Yeah. You're getting these crazy powers. It's 
It's a fucking blast. I'm having a great time with it. Yeah, I played played a level. Yeah, and yeah, it was it's pretty fun, pretty yeah. nutty, and it's it feels really good to complete a level. Oh, we both freaked out when yeah. you were like, ah, because <laughs> I was stuck it. in it forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it was awesome. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much what I've been playing. I also played a little bit of Guts and Glory the other night, and it's kind of like Happy Wheels if you remember that. This is an early access game, and basically. Um, do you remember Happy Wheels at all? You play nah, online? No. Never played it. So uh, in this game, you can play as a couple different characters, but basically you're a dad riding a bicycle with a kid on the back, mm-hmm. and like you try and get through hazards and stuff, and when you die, it's like it's pretty funny. Like you get lobbed in half or something, nah. and like you can just kind of do ridiculous things, but like it doesn't control so it kinda I don't know. It like it fiddles with that line of like quap where uh, you know yeah. awkward controls, sure, but it's just not much fun. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to go back to it. I figured, I was like, oh, this could be a good thing to have in the channel. But, like, it's really way less fun than I expected it to be. (laughs) I think if you had someone, like, bombastic playing it, like someone like a PewDiePie or something like that, like, maybe it could be entertaining to watch clips and highlights of it. But to actually just sit down by yourself and play the game, it's not a very uh, fulfilling experience. It's not not very exciting. It's a lot of work, too. And it just, it seems like, what's the point? Yeah. You know what I mean? I guess what's the point of any game? But like in this one, it's just, I don't know. It feels like you're doing all for nothing and why bother? Mm. It's not a lot of fun getting through it all. But anyway, I figure, Kev, we might as well get into the topics. Yeah. Now. The news. The news. Stuff. The news this week. Now, something interesting. Prey came out. Let's talk yeah. all about that, buddy. Well, let's not talk about the game, but the drama around the game yes because <laughs> neither of us have played it no so. no we haven't played the i game. haven't really looked into reviews it looks interesting much. i was really interested in the game but then ign gave it a four and everyone else gave it really good scores and i looked into why ign gave mm-hmm. it a four i watched the review and everything basically what happened was he had an issue with his save yeah uh it, it was corrupted and he was unable to complete the game which i can understand being upset about but he said he played 30 hours of it and he really loved what he'd played <laughs> so you know what i mean so like that- <laughs> that's a weird thing to give a four exactly exactly Especially like when I, you're can, IGN. I can understand that you um that you know it stops your experience that sucks but at mm. the same time you're a very small amount of people getting impacted by that you know what i mean and there's so many other times where they can play a game and they just don't get hit by a game breaking bug yeah and that they game that they gave that game a nine but because they get hit by this specific issue you know what i mean like yeah. so many games launch with bugs i'm not saying that it's acceptable to have it but I think that's quite a harsh penalty. But, I mean, I guess it also brings into the idea of how much does a review actually impact sales? I don't know. Like, Unfortunately, I feel like there is kind of a bias, whereas IGN is way more likely to affect sales than, say, Rock, Paper, Shotgun. Yeah. Just like, you know, they're both popular and they're both, you know, kind of reputable in their own ways, but... IGN is huge. They are they have huge. a lot of views, and I was so really kind of affected some amount, right? Yeah, I was really disappointed as to who they had actually reviewing the game. Now I don't follow IGN as closely as I used to back in the day. I used to be a big IGN fan because they had some great personalities there, but most of those people have kind of left off to do their own things. Um, but they had if you if you don't know him at all, his name's Dan Stapleton, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want this to be a drama podcast or anything like that. But that guy just. He really rubs me the wrong way, and he has a very arrogant sense about him, and it's just I never like any of his reviews, and I rarely agree with his opinions. Yeah. So I'm always really upset when IGN has him review a game because it's just like, oh, I'm going to get nothing from this. 
You know what I mean? Like, he was that guy that got in that big flame war with Joe, uh, angry Joe gamer guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, like, Dan Stapleton is the reviews editor, so he's, like, one of the top guys at IGN, and he's just, I don't know, I don't think he's really representing that company very well in some regards, Mm -hmm. but he probably does a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. You know, there's probably so much more going on that I don't actually see, Yeah. but from what I do see, it's just, I I don't know, I was really disappointed that he was the one to review the game, so I went went out to other reviews, and it still seems like a game I'm interested in, Mm -hmm. but I also found was fascinating is the fact that uh, Bethesda is publishing this game. Yeah. They gave out review copies. They said they weren't going to do that yeah, anymore. Yeah, I think that was pretty much one year ago that they were yeah. like, no more review copies early. And yeah, I guess they gave review copies early, but I guess it was only 24 hours early for okay. Prey, which is like super little. Yeah. So I don't I don't know why why did they change their mind on that like why all of a sudden and yeah it's silly well and something silly about it too is the fact that the day the sorry there the day the IGN review went live is the day they actually fixed the issue that the guy had yeah you know what I mean so it's like I can understand you being upset because I can especially understand uh wanting to avoid issues like that for your day one patches yeah. Ultimately, you should be having that patch done beforehand, but whatever. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? But like, it's it's going to impact such a small amount of players. So having a more representative sample or more representative example of your game being played by the reviewers, what you'd prefer, right? Yeah. So then why bother giving it to them a little bit earlier? I don't, Yeah, especially if like there is a day one patch coming out. Yeah. Which is pretty important for that. And clearly, yeah, if save, it makes your game a four when the guy said he bug. loved it. Yeah. I, I don't know. It kind of feels like both IGN and Bethesda are at fault here. Yeah. To be honest, but yeah, I, I can understand him having like a big, big negative mark for the game breaking bug, but I don't think it should have affected the score. It should have just been like a giant red note at the top of the review. Or he should have done a review in progress. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, listen, this game pretty much, it ate my save. It fucked it up. But I guarantee you, he's not the only person at IGN playing that game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there are many other people playing that game, so I don't know. I don't know why they made that decision and why would they wouldn't get other people in on the conversation. I don't know. In in that instance, like you know what I mean? Like I don't know. I I don't know. My only assumption is that it could have been Dirty Dan Stapleton, but I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't want to throw Stapleton. that guy's name under the mud. I really I don't yeah. know him that well. I just know some examples of things I've seen him doing. I'm like, dude, why are you doing this? Yeah. Like you just kind of boggles my mind sometimes. But anyway, I don't want to be a big negative Nancy, but Prey looks like an interesting game. Yeah. What I find really interesting about it is that you can like kind of transform into different objects. Yeah. And you can uh, you kind of can like deus ex your way around situations. Like there's many different ways to approach a situation and giving you the ability to transform seems like it would really lend itself well to being able to, you know, stealth your way through a situation yeah. and you're not always just hiding behind cover when you're stealthing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can turn into a pencil box or something. It's kind of funny that that genre of game of like, here's this kind of puzzly situation that you can... Uh, accomplish in multiple different ways. It's always held to like this, like holy grail. It's like, oh, this is super, super difficult to do right. Like, there's no super good examples. Everybody could do it better. But whenever one of those games comes out, everybody's like, oh yeah, they did it well. And yeah. It's like there's this weird disconnect there between like, I don't know, people's expectations and experiences. Like they're saying they expect more, but also saying that they experienced what they wanted. Yeah. 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 I mean, it sets up that thing of when you say you can approach the situation any way you want, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot a little bit, right? Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, games are still at this point limited by what 
we can put into it as options of things that you can do. Yeah. It's we don't have self-learning AI kind of like that in that in that level yet. Yeah. Um, but we've theorized about that on past podcasts. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I don't. I don't think we're at that level where you can give the no man's sky promise and not yeah. get burned. Um, but I, I don't know, man. I'm I'm interested by that. But at the same time, it's like no, you're a game designer. Give me an experience. You know what I mean? That's that's what I. Pre- yeah. I don't know. It, it kind of. I don't know. I like, do like I, multiple paths to things, but I don't know. Yeah, I think I prefer the Deus Ex approach, where it's like we expect you to come at it in these like five different ways, right? And we'll make sure the design is good for those different ways, mm. but we're also not going to limit players from doing outside of those like five ways. Yeah, if you like, figure I something like, jank out, then yeah, go for I it. feel like you know that that gives them the option to have something that's fairly well designed and kind of fun to play through in kind of an expected right. way. Or you could be extra silly, like, yeah, actually, this will lead into the next topic. Well, Hitman. Yep. The entire game is based around that and, yeah. you know, praised for doing it super, super well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can go about taking down your target. Yeah. yeah. You can poison them. You can set an ejector seat in a jet plane to shoot them off. Like, yeah. you can... You can do so many different ways to attack it. And and that's why I really think that it was so interesting that they decided to do that game in a piecemeal form. It fit it so well. It fit it perfectly because it seemed like people were really interested in the episodes. And each episode, you could, uh, you know, there was so much shit that you could yeah. do. And you could just play it over and over again until the next one came out. Yeah. And you could play that over There's and over There's no again. reason not to replay it, like, minimum four or five times. Yeah. And it seemed like it was a critical darling. And it, it seemed like a lot of people were playing it. Yeah. But... We just find out that Hitman and Squeenix, rrr, rrr, rrr. yeah, I, I owe Interactive specifically, yeah. so the yeah. developers of Hitman, yeah, like Squeenix wrote them off as a a uh, a loss. I, I'm not exactly sure what it means as far as like stock things, but it's like, hey, we're we're getting rid of this. We don't want it anymore. Yeah, so we're just gonna lose the money on this. Um, but it's a little bit of a problem because most people tie hitman to io interactive specifically yeah and io interactive uh, you wouldn't think they own the ip but i guess there is a rumor that they're going to keep the ip which is like fantastic for them yeah which is great like that that's what everybody would want and you know io interactive can like survive on their own especially doing that piecemeal episodes type thing because you know one problem that that solves is all the upfront funding required exactly to make a giant game but if you're making, you know, 20% of a game, yeah. you can pop that out, make a good amount of especially, money, and continue to make 20% of a game. Yeah, especially when they already have the engine for it, too. Exactly. Like, yeah, they're so close to being able to just make another episode if they want. Yeah, because I wonder how quickly, at this point, they probably built some great tools for themselves to yeah. be able to do that, so then they can just keep popping things out. Yeah. And I'm not talking about a subpar experience. You know, it'll probably be on the same level. I'm hoping they don't suffer a lot of financial losses from the separation with, with Sweenix, but it seems like... They're in a lot of people's good graces right now. Yeah. And it seems like they're kind of getting screwed. I don't know. My initial gut reaction when I heard that was like, fucking assholes. To <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's what I immediately thought. And I have a feeling that I'm not going to be the only one who feels that way. Oh, definitely not. Especially like, so Square Enix and they were dropping them and then did their uh, quarterly earnings yeah. thing. And yeah, apparently they had like a super awesome year. Made a shit ton of money. You know, thanks to like Final Fantasy and something else that i forget yeah exactly and yeah it's it's weird that there's this io interactive weren't even like particularly underperforming no it you know hitman didn't sell as well as um it probably could have 
uh, for a variety of reasons. But, you know, to me, anyways, I'm not, I'm not like a business executive or yeah. like anything like no, that. But at least saying, to yeah. me, like, it was like, why? Are, yeah. are they really that bad that you want to get rid of them? Exactly. And that, and that I don't know, that kind of brings me to a point of like, if you're getting rid of them, like, I, I have a feeling Rise of the Tomb Raider probably didn't do so well. What about Crystal Dynamics? Yeah. I guess they have them involved in some other projects, but you know that, I don't know, maybe maybe there's some behind the scenes stuff that we don't know. Yeah. Potentially. I mean, that's probably the case because, you know, they're not just, it's a big business. They're not just going to make stupid decisions. Yeah. They're, there's definitely reasons going into this. Maybe maybe it could even be personal disputes. You know, there's yeah. these things are, are run by people. Yep. And that's that's something that's very easy to forget sometimes. You know, maybe it's not all business. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't know. I'm really interested to see what's going to come out of IO Interactive after this. Yeah. I think we'll see some pretty awesome stuff from them if they get to keep Hitman. But if they don't, that's that's, that's a, a big, that's a big blow to the studio. They have to make their own new IP or start doing licensed work. Yeah, and their big thing has or been Hitman for... Or get bought by somebody else. Fucking like 50, oh, a long time. long time. A very yeah. long time, yeah. So, I don't know. All the best out to that studio and hope not too many people lose their jobs. Yeah. That would suck. But, I mean, at, at the plus side, you know, I, I imagine this is going to work out well for them, I hope, because that game was so well-loved. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, critics liked it. And fans liked it, and it's nice to see them trying to do an interesting uh, model with how you purchase the game, mm -hmm. which I think is very forward-thinking, and something that we may be coming towards more in the future. Yeah. So, I don't know. that. I hope things work out well for them. Yeah, definitely. I absolutely do. Now, going on from that, Kev, I think we're going to talk about our game of the week. Yeah. Our indie game of the week. Now, if you don't know, this season... Of Namecast, we're going to be doing an indie game every single week till we die. <laughs> I don't know about that, but like, I'm really, I like this concept, and yeah. I'm really happy to be pushing forward. It. And I think you picked a great game to start off. You said it to me, and I was like, I don't know, man. But yeah, I think you picked a I, good one. It was a little bit of a gamble too, but yeah. it paid off. And Space Plan is Uh, so the developer is Jake Hollins. Now this guy's a really interesting character. I yeah. looked into him. He's got a website and everything. We have all the uh, information down in the description, and you'll have other ways to get to it if you're listening to the audio podcast that we'll figure out in a bit. <laughs> um, but uh, so he's a graphic designer and obviously a game developer as well. Now his first work with games was in 2014 with his game called uh, Idol and Exhibition Play, which includes the same uh, audio work by the guy who did the Space Plan soundtrack. Yeah. Which, oh my gosh, if you aren't listening to that thing, it's on Spotify. Ooh. Fly, just yeah. like just listen to that on loop i was listening to this like while i was doing my write-up and like some research on the game it's just it's so good man yeah. we got some music playing during this podcast so if you're wondering what oh, these yeah. sweet tunes were exactly that it. is logan gabriel and he does some fantastic stuff yeah. it's really it's it's good to set up that kind of atmosphere now um so his first work with devolver digital was as a lead artist on the 2015 game uh, not a hero. And if you remember that, it kind of has like a pixel arty style. If you remember that one, it's got a lot of nice like purples and everything like that. I don't think I ever played it. I didn't play yeah. it either, but I was just looking at some of the art for it, and it's really yeah. it's really nice. Now he credits his uh, work in the video game industry to his January 2014 dissertation called "Game Design: A Maturing Discipline." Now, yeah. this, this guy, what, what are you gonna say? This is a topic I've 
talked about a little bit on this podcast as well. So it was yeah. like kind of cool to read a full like dissertation on so, it. So what did you take from that being someone who's really entrenched in game design like yourself? Um, it, it was it was kind of cool. It was a lot of stuff I already kind of knew just being, you know, into game design for a while. But right. yeah, it was, it was a dissertation like about where game design gets influences from how it is different from the media we know already such as you know movies and books yeah and such forth um <laughs> such forth such forth yeah dude yeah and uh yeah just kind of talking about how the interactivity makes games different and a lot of people's different perspectives on you know both games as art and you know what game design is right now, it was interesting going into this game, you know, just seeing the initial art and like the, the opening bits. You, you can could, tell he's you a graphic designer. You can tell he's a graphic designer because <laughs> yeah. this shit is like tight. It's so nice looking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially towards the end. Well, I mean, we'll get into all that in a bit, but like it's mm. just, it has some interesting stuff going on in there and it's very good, but it's not all sunshine and rainbows. I do have some complaints about this game, but you know, it's an interesting game nonetheless. Now, yeah. regarding the history of the development of the game, um, it started off as an online game, and its its claim that that he said is that it's uh, a uh, an experimental piece of interaction based partly on a total misunderstanding of Stephen Hawking's A Brief History of Time. Like that's only on the game instantly. <laughs> I just oh. laughed. I'm like, I gotta find out what he's talking Absolutely. about. Absolutely, and it sets up the tone for the experience so well. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not taking itself seriously at yeah. all at one point it's like we're gonna matthew mcconaughey this shit <laughs> like, yeah. you know what i mean it's it, it's ridiculous and it knows that it's ridiculous yeah um yeah so it started off as a browser game posted like on a J prototype Com's. specifically yeah. yeah yeah exactly and it's interesting because uh, i was playing through the browser game just to see the differences and it looks it feels to me like the the proper game is just longer yeah, I think. like a lot of the they, they changed are similar. He changed some stuff. I'm gonna say they a lot, but like, yeah, it's good to remember. It's, it's this is per, one guy, it's one dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He changed a few of like the items and a few of the jokes and stuff, but a lot of it is actually there in the browser prototype that's free to play. So yeah, we'll have a link to that in the description. Yeah, so that you can check it out. it out if you want. Yeah. Now this game is really interesting. They knew it was gonna be weird, and it has a very heavy influence of potatoes. <laughs> I <laughs> assume that's right. coming from the Martian. That's my assumption, but what I don't mean? know. Maybe I don't it just know. came out of nowhere. Yeah, it's kind of like a funny <laughs> joke. Like, yeah, it's like uh, your... Well, like Portal 2 as well, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like your spaceship AI is like talking to you. He's like, okay, let's try and start up the engine system. Nope. Let's try and start up the life support system. Nope. Nope. Uh, potato system? Well, Good that go. works. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Guess that's what we're going with. <laughs> yeah. Now, they did something interesting, which is, uh, you know, part of the experimental nature of the game, they had a collaboration with a company called Potato Parcel, which if you haven't <laughs> checked them out, oh my God. So what the company literally does is they send you any type of message on a potato. Yeah. And like, you can send it to anyone. You could just, and like, I'm not talking about anything high tech, like laser printing or anything. They take a Sharpie to a potato and send it <laughs> to someone. They were on Shark Tank and they got a fucking deal. It's, yeah. oh, what a time to be alive, Kevin. So, you know, it just shows that they were definitely willing to go kind of ridiculous with this. Yeah. And when I say they, I mean the publisher, which is Devolver Digital. Yeah. Now, uh, you know, as I said before, he did work with them before and uh, it's not their first mobile game. Mm -hmm. They did publish, like I said, Downwell, Ollie Ollie, and one of our favorites that we talked about on the podcast before, Reigns. Yeah. A very fun mobile game that you should, I definitely recommend you check out. You get to make some choices there. Now, as I was saying, Space Plam is the first game 
uh, produced by Devolver Digital that's under their experimental heading. Yeah. And I think it's fitting. In a, in a way, yeah. I think it's... Honestly, it's not as experimental as I expected. It's a little, okay. a little bit more regular of a game, but yeah, yeah it's certainly... It's nice because it's very different than anything I've played. Well, it seems like Devolver's questioning the idea, and maybe uh, Jake is as well, the idea of, is a clicker a game? Yeah. You know, and I, it into one. I don't know. I thought I would come to a more concrete uh, conclusion at the end of this game, but like, I beat it, and I, I don't know. Is it a game? I, well, it depends on how you define a game, and how we've defined a game for the sake of this podcast for us is that it has to have a win state. And some type of less desirable state, not necessarily a lose state, but yeah. some less desirable state, which this definitely that is has. to separate it from an experience. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's not all handheld. I mean, you do get to make some decisions. Yeah. Oh, well, I think one of the big things with like a clicker game is you're always making forward progress. Yeah. You're basically just affecting the rate at which you're doing that. Yeah, because you could literally. Well, I mean, I guess you have to do a couple things initially, but like you could literally do nothing after playing for twenty minutes. And eventually, you'll have enough currency to get to the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll be a very long wait. <laughs> a very long wait, yeah. Um, so now, let's get into our first kind of experiences with the game. So, uh, yeah. what'd uh, you have, man? Yeah, the first time I played it was actually the prototype. Okay. Uh, before before it came out. Yeah. Yeah, I started playing it, and it's like, okay, yeah, it's a little clicker thing. And there was some text on the side. I'm like, oh, it's pretty funny. And, like, I, I knew it was just a prototype for this full game, so I was just like, where does this end? And it actually went on for a really long time. Yeah. And, you know, I started getting pretty into the potato stuff. Um, but I, I, I don't know where this prototype ends because I got far enough that I'm like, okay, I should probably wait for the full game to come out. But, yeah. like, yeah, it was before I felt like the story really cemented itself anywhere. Okay. Uh, so I was, I was just experiencing, you know, the mechanics of clicking, doing upgrades to get you more uh, watts. Yep. To uh, make more Or jewels things. if you want to be scientifically or accurate. <laughs> which, is, which is funny. It has literally a slider in the game that's like, if you want to be scientifically accurate, you can switch the watts to jewels, and that's the only thing it changes. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty comical. As if the, the potato stuff scientifically accurate. Oh, well. it's totally fine. It's yeah. good. It's good. So funny. Yeah, very funny. Um, yeah, I played the prototype as well. And the one thing I really didn't like about it is, like, don't play this game on PC. I mean, unless you really like the sound of your mouse. Plenty of people do play clickers on PC. Really? Why? It's so infuriating. Well, like, I guess it, maybe if you had headphones on, you wouldn't hear it as much. People would play Diablo. I guess. That I'm just is not just a, as much clicking. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm just so not a PC. Get, it's such yeah. an infuriating noise. And the amount I was tapping my screen on this, it's like I didn't notice that. Yeah. So, yeah, we played the actual game on phone, which yeah. was significantly nicer. It's just this little area. You need it's to a tap much better and... experience, I would say, especially if you're kind of an on-the-go person, which I'd say yeah. we both are for the most part. And I like that it made me do something that I don't do very often. I don't play mobile games mm-hmm. pretty much ever. And I liked that it constantly had me taking my phone and having a little something to do because, you yep. know, there'd be some currency there for you to spend and be like, oh, I haven't checked my phone in five minutes. Oh, boop, pop it out, buy a couple things, yeah. you know, read a funny joke in there and then keep going. Yeah. I, I think there are other benefits to the PC version over the mobile version, though. Better UI layout. That's Better sure. UI. Yeah. Because yeah. 
Yeah, and the mobile one, like you have to swipe like left and right to get to the other menus. Yeah. And those menus have like two, mo- or I think every of the three like different states you can be in have like two menus to them. So like yeah. switching between them was kind of not nice on phone. Whereas if you're on PC, all that stuff's just the UX the wasn't certainly a buttery experience. Yeah. Um, you know, and I didn't like the fact when I would try and click on something, it would switch to another screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and also a big complaint that I had, and maybe maybe you didn't have this issue, but I wish he had two different text boxes for when it would come up with information. Now, if one was like story progression, and then one was like status updates on your ship. Yeah. Because if I wanted to go back and check where we're at with the story, I'd have to check you, like... I don't know, like 40 lines of like, I got you this much money. I got you this much money. You bought this. You bought this. You know, yeah. that was such an infuriating experience for me where I was just like, why would you not separate the two of them? Yeah, it's, yeah. The other par- part of that too is like the status updates for what you're doing on your ship and stuff, the non-story stuff, actually like how often you get those status updates changes based on where you are in the game. Because there's yeah. some parts of the game where it's like you're getting a shit ton of them and there's other ones where it's like very seldom. Yeah, and I just I wish they had different, I don't know, di- different windows or something to view that because it just felt like I was just trudging through just to try and get back to the joke or like yeah. remember where I was in the story aspect. Yeah. Now we said the story aspect. I mean, the story is pretty loose in this game. It it kind of it leads a lot to your imagination for the most part. There's not yeah. that much text. Doesn't in the explain game. that much of like the context. No. For you. No. So basically, what you're trying to do in this game is that you're you're orbiting around what you discover is Earth, mm-hmm. and you figure out that there's no one living there. It's dead. Yeah, so yeah, just, just for clarity. Okay. Full spoilers on yeah, all 100%. the games we talk about on this podcast. 100%. That's why we recommend we you play full. them, but if not, yep. that's fine too. We're still going to talk about them, and if you want, just you know, put a pin in the episode and think to yourself, I'm going to come back after I play it. After you play it, come right yeah. back here, give us all the clicks. <laughs> <laughs> Topical. Absolutely. Yeah, so oh, what were you saying? Yes. Story um, stuff? Yeah, so the story stuff. So then you, you uh, then expand your view to discover that, of course, you're part of the solar system. And he's like, I have a plan. We're just going to shoot a bunch of potatoes into the sun and put a thruster on this planet so that it can be whipping around the sun as it gets bigger as we send more and more potatoes into there. Yeah. In hopes that it's going to obviously swallow all the other planets, but you'll then create a black hole, which you can then go through... And then end up going way forward in time and then way back in time, McConaughey style, is what <laughs> yeah. he says. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the eventual kind of the initial goal of the game. Yeah. So now, how did you, did you find an engaging experience or what did you get? Because you, I feel like you play mobile games more often, or I'd imagine you yeah. play more mobile games more often. And you kind of, you should have an, an eye or a mind for that type of design, right? Um. Certainly, well, it's still different than anything I've really played before because I've never yeah. really gotten into clickers and stuff. And I don't know. I think this is, a, I don't know of any other games that have put a story to a clicker. Yeah. In, in this kind of way. But like, yeah, I was engaged. Okay. I was super interested to see like, okay, what was going to happen? And yeah, that in- initial goal, like I also had like, so one of the coolest things about this is it set up this like kind of a, a like in my mind the concept of a clicker is like your, your numbers just always going up yeah and by the time you're like getting the sun really large you're getting so many like watts oh, it's per ridiculous. second and yeah. like yeah you have like all in the world like that's obviously not going to go up anymore so like yeah I, I i thought when you expand the sun that'd be the end of the game but it's not it's not <laughs> so you go through time 
and you then go back and then forward and then you get back to earth in well present future day whatever you're gonna call it yeah it's like 2079 or something like that yeah anyway you then get on there and did we mention this game is a strong emphasis on potatoes? Because <laughs> you, and it has like, I did not expect a really nice 3D animation. I know, it's like a cinematic. A legit cinematic, and you open up, so your space pod pops off, you open, and it's these fucking potatoes, and they're like, potato, potato. And I'm talking like terracotta fucking army. Just yeah. this whole massive field of potatoes on this planet. And they just say pomme de terre. Yeah. <laughs> There's signs. I laughed so much at oh the pomme de terre. Oh my god! <laughs> like I did not expect that at all. Yeah. He's like, oh, and your robot companion's like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Let's get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you have to eject off of her. And he's yeah. like, yes, I opened the hatch for you to get out. <laughs> yes, I closed it again. <laughs> I created so another one. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah, I created another one to <laughs> <Don't>, close it. <laughs> don't worry about it. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> so it's got lots of funny jokes in that. Yeah. And this is, I, I think, really one of the brilliant ideas of the game is that the f- best part of a clicker kind of, it's almost like a tycoon experience like that because you're yeah. managing how you get more resources and things that will get you more resources over time and then you can buy upgrade paths for those resources. Yeah. And the best part of that is near the beginning. Yeah, when you when you have all the options in front of you exactly. and you get to kind of decide what order you're going to do them in. Exactly. And the numbers aren't ridiculous. You're looking at ones and fours. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not looking at a billion. Yeah. When you're looking at that big of a number, I feel like my mind just starts to kind of glaze over and just the differences between like one billion and one and a half billion. Well, when they get to- that large, like I, I don't want to like interact with the game anymore i just wait until i have enough to get to the next exactly stage. i'm like just let me do the thing but yeah. it flips it on you and then it allows you to kind of begin at the not the beginning again but it's different yeah so what now you're looking to do is you're obviously looking to gain more currency but then as you shoot the planet with these potato wedges you get little targets that you're supposed to hit and the planet turns into some type of an object like a flower or something like that and yep. you have to continue to hit the objects and when you do this with earth the potatoes then come up they're like great do four more so you're yep. like uh okay <laughs> then you go to all the different planets and you go around shooting them now this is in my first playthrough where i run into ran into some serious performance issues now mm. I, you didn't encounter any of this at all yeah none of this at all i was playing on a galaxy s7 yeah, and I'm playing on a uh, Nexus 6P. So both relatively new phones. You're yep. slightly newer than mine, I think. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Not too far yeah, off. Yeah, but they're they're pretty close to each other specs wise. So I really, I don't think it's on my phones then that I was having performance issues. Maybe they could just have some issues with uh, with Nexus phones. Maybe I don't, I don't know. Who knows? Um, but I think the, part of the issue was the fact that I bought about a thousand potato wedges. Yeah, your game broke a little bit. Yeah. Right, because it didn't progress you. No, no, it's so what happened was once I got Earth the first time, it didn't allow me to go anywhere else. It didn't come up with a prompt to uh, to go to Neptune, which is what Mars. Oh, Mars, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh no, wait, I got to Mars and then it wouldn't allow me to go to Neptune. That was it. Yeah, and it just it wouldn't let me progress further and like. It, it wasn't going anywhere. The slowdown was ridiculous. It just, it would yeah. barely not move. You know what I mean? So I just ended up uninstalling the game, reinstalled. Didn't know that was going to destroy all my data, but whatever. I started from fresh again. Mm-hmm. I was able to get through. I did run into one issue, though, where the text started to overlay on top of itself. 
Uh, yeah, I yeah. know. It's, it seems like I had all the issues, but uh, yeah, so I took screenshots of everything. Uh, well, I can't take screenshots to slow down, but I did take screenshots of that stuff if you're interested in checking it out to see my false claims. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, so then the game gets really interesting from there. So your goal is to get these four more. And then what, what happens then? I kind of forget. Um, so yeah, you get the message from Potato Man to yep. do more. And then, yeah, you have to go to each of the planets yep. and expand them out. And once you expand them out, then it like reveals the core. Right. And you need to hit that. Yep. And then you can move on to the next planet. Um, and then what do you do at the end? I forget. There's like a prompt you press. But like, does it, it creates some type of pattern or something or... So yeah, after you do it to a planet, it moves to like a specific spot around yeah. the sun. So eventually it forms, I don't know if it was like a pentagram or what it was. but S- Some type of shape, yeah. Oh no, because... Did it all line up or... Yeah, I think you do four planets in total. Yeah. And then they all pull one of the other planets so they do like straight lines. Yeah, exactly. Um, And yeah, so they form a circle around the sun. And yeah, I don't recall exactly either, but... You do some type of prompt to then enter into that, or you do something with yeah. it and interact with it to try and find your universe. So it kind of takes like a Rick and Morty approach. Oh, yeah. There. Whenever yeah. it does that, it creates a thing for your ship to use. I forget what it's called, but... Yeah. Yeah. yeah so Multiverse they, transporter, maybe? Something, yeah. something goofy like that. So then you can go through a bunch of different universes to try and find yours. Now, initially, you start pressing it, and it just it gets kind of ridiculous, and then the computer takes over, and I feel like he's like, okay, time to graphic design. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, well, like, yeah, when you're pressing it, you just go from, like, Earth to Earth and get these kind of cool, different, weird Earth things yeah. that obviously aren't your home. And then, and then yeah, when it gets takes away, it, like, basically turns into this video. A video that's, like, super trippy. It's got the music going. I was listening to it with their headphones, which I was yeah. happy I was doing. Because uh, I played a lot of the game, actually, not listening to the music, just on silence. Like, at work for a second, pop yeah. it out, press a couple buttons, put it back in. Um, and uh, yeah, it was a cool experience. You know, they got like an old man's head floating around, and you got all these ridiculous shapes and objects. Yeah. And then you end up finding where Earth, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah and then so. it ends. Yeah. Credits. And then there's there was a lot of people that QA tested the game, but it is made by one dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then is, the other guy who did the music. So now, what's your overall experience here? What would you would you take away from this? I really, really enjoyed it. Okay. I think mostly because of that end sequence, because that like was just amazing. It was cool. I didn't it, expect that at all. Yeah. And yeah, it was it was really awesome. And like yeah, the music for it was so good. Mm. I enjoyed that so much. Um, that cutscene, like whenever you first go into the sun as well and find yeah. the potato Earth people afterwards, like. Yeah, that was it's, hilarious. It's really good. This really game, well done, too. Yeah, yeah, this game, like, surprised and entertained me. Yeah. Like, multiple times. And that was freaking awesome. Yeah, well, it kind of... It, it definitely took the clicker uh, genre and, and pushed it a little bit. Honestly, I was a little disappointed that it didn't push it further into yeah, it more of an experience because I expected more from Devolver Digital, but ultimately, it's one dude. Yeah. And, you know, he just started making games three years ago. Yeah. That doesn't mean I'm going to say that I loved it because I don't think I liked it as much as you did, but I definitely would recommend it. Yeah, it's like it took us like two days. Yeah, about two you days, know, and it's like just, a three dollar game. Yeah, you know what I mean. Or you like I think on Steam you can buy it for five dollars with the soundtrack. Yeah, which I'd recommend. As oh, well. the soundtrack is rad. Again, we do have the Spotify link in the description because it's oh, it's good. Just yeah. jam out to that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely agree with 
doing more, but I don't think like the experience route is how I would take it. Right. Really, it didn't do much beyond what is very standard clicker fare. Yeah, and that's kind of what I meant. Yeah, so like I feel like they could have done more. more well, that for it's sure. just given the promotional material for it, I thought it was going to be very meta, and it wasn't like that much. You know, there was a bit yeah. of. Like, I don't know, the, the up uh, like the upgrades you could get were kind of pretty standard fare. Like, you would get satellites or, like, potato towers or something like that. Yeah. I liked how they showed up on the planets. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, cool. that was cool. That was cool. It had a very minimalist art style where it was literally just, like, basically white pixels. Yeah. Were a lot of the things. Well, it was also really cool because, yeah. One, well, because you turn the sun into a black hole, yeah, that increases... Well, you're increasing the mass, mass of the sun, so... To keep Earth in orbit, you needed to go faster and faster. Yeah, so you got that rocket thruster on there. It's just fucking pumping. Yeah, you get the sun real big. And whenever you put that rocket thruster on, it actually changes the Earth from 2D to 3D, which was really cool. And you barely notice it until it starts rotating, and all those things that you put on now have like legitimate 3D placements. Yeah, and yeah, that's really sweet to see that change. Yeah, yeah, he definitely. I mean, you can tell. Like we said many times, you can tell he's an artist. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he, he does it very well. Yeah, especially in graphic design, like I don't know, there's something even just satisfying about seeing Earth cast a shadow on space. Yeah, because like that's not how it works at all, but like it just looks right. It looked really cool. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, man. I, I don't know. I was I was interested in the game. Certainly, it wasn't like it's not mind blowing. I'm not gonna say it's my favorite game by by any stretch. It probably I don't think it would crack the top hundred. Uh, we did a top 100 list not too long ago, yeah. so check that out if you want. Uh, <laughs> it's really long. Um, but uh, I don't know. I would, I would definitely recommend someone play it, and it's a good way to eat up quite a few hours. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, like, as far as changing everything about the clicker genre, no. No, definitely. Is that asking too much from it? Maybe. I. You're not expecting honestly, every game to reinvent the wheel, right? Yeah, but I do hope it affects the clicker genre yeah and people being like oh shit this actually works really well with story like getting little story bits along your progress in a clicker is actually pretty sweet yeah i hope so too but i mean the google play version does only have like a thousand downloads right now which kind of upset me i was like what the hell like yeah i know critics are loving this game yeah i googled it on youtube and uh yeah it's like five videos for it or something like that yeah which i was really disappointed yeah. about uh not not because of like click through for us or anything or because we want to do popular games it's just i feel like this game it should get more attention because it, it did something cool new and interesting and did it well exactly exactly and it was like it was one guy being like fuck it i'm gonna make a game and he did and yeah. i think he did a damn fine job yeah so definitely. yeah i don't know um i certainly hope to see more from jake in the future yeah um, and I hope Devolver continues to go down this more experimental path that they're claiming. Yeah, so is like the experimental thing like a whole new section on their site? Yeah, it is. It, and that's the only game in there. Yeah, that definitely hints towards them wanting to put more in there, which is pretty sweet. Well, assuming, see, this may be like a testing the water scenario, right? To yeah, be like, is it going to sell well? Then maybe let's get weirder. Yeah. Because Devolver does, they, they publish weird shit. They do. That's kind of what they're known for. You know, they made my, oh, Titan Souls. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, there's a crazy <laughs> let's play on our channel. It's you can watch my mind just Titan Souls review. Yeah, it's not a review as much as it's just a man going insane. Yeah, a man going insane. Uh, yeah, which is basically this podcast. Not just two men going insane. Uh, but yeah, yeah, man. Do you have anything more to say about it? Um, I don't. I don't really think so. Okay. Um, yeah. Cool. I think it's all think, the things. I think we're gonna end this one off now. We yeah. have been Namecast. 
Yeah. Question mark? Yes. And we're still name cast. <laughs> we're still name Jesus. cast. No, no, I'm just be- being a goodball. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you can go check it out. Okay, now Kevin told me to do a thing. I can uh, do the thing. You can do the thing I if you want. Thing. Okay, yeah. do you got to nail down? Sure. Let's see, don't fuck I'm it up. I'm going to nail it down by making okay. it up on the spot. Nail it. Nail it. So we are on Google Play and iTunes. <laughs> if you're listening to us on there, please Shatner, comma. leave a rating. Yep. A review. Yep. Because that helps a lot. Throw a rock through Apparently, a window. We're just learning still, so I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I heard that's a thing. Um, we're also on YouTube. Leave a like, comment, subscribe. Yeah, beat someone up. Definitely comment. Fuck, I love comments. I love comments. I actually, I do. We always get Refugee. We always get Ryan. And yeah. like, I like reading that shit. Yeah. It's cool. Because we talk for so long. We talk for like an hour. It's nice to hear you guys talk too. Yeah. You know it's, I mean? <laughs> it's really fun seeing like commenters kind of like comment as they watch the video. Yeah. <laughs> like seeing yeah. the progression of them go through the video. I wish, I wish YouTube does kind of like the SoundCloud thing where they, they time code where the comment was yeah. put. Because like sometimes I'll see something and he'll be like, "Oh, you cheaters!" And I'm like, "What's he talking about?" Yeah. And then we have to think about like, uh, "Where would he be in the video then?" Yeah. Oh, you know what? Probably here. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, that kind of stuff. But yeah, super fun, awesome community. Yeah. And speaking of community, also want to plug Cartridge Club. Cartridge Club. Yeah. yeah. Check them out. It's a community full of gamers, very various uh, types, shapes, types and shapes and sizes and, and sizes stuff. Yeah. All, all different, all different people, and lots of very interesting podcasts and other things on there. Yeah, it's I mean, place as, to be. As some of you may know, we're uh, pretty tight with Bonus Barrel. Yeah, getting tighter. Uh, gonna take them down. We're doing it, Kev. <laughs> How do we take them down? I don't know. <laughs> Probably a trebuchet. <laughs> <laughs> so, Make some DMCA like <laughs> complaints on their channel. <laughs> Join us in our takedown of Bonus ah. Barrel. We'll catch you guys next time as we post every single week. Have yeah. a good one, guys, and keep on booping. Oh, yeah, next week is inside. Inside. We're yeah, going inside. Reminder. We're going to finish inside. Oh, God. Oh, oh Jesus. Play us out. <laughs>